0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All stars for is
4: we did it. We made it to the final hour on this Friday. It's a meat Friday down at Danette. Paulie getting his weekend started a day early. Traeger Grills fired up, and it's a fall day, crisp. Going to have a fire out there, and uh, in case you're wondering, and I know you are, chicken, fettuccine Alfredo, sausage and pepper penne, and cheesy garlic bread. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Yes, Todd.
5: That sounds like something that's offered like at a catered affair when you're going to a party and those are a couple of things they bring out on the menu when you're at some kind of fancy joint.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's good time. Yeah. Good times. So. Thank you, Todd. All right. Final hour here, Seton. We're going to talk to uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. He'll join us coming up a little bit. Uh, what's poll question we're going to go with if we want to... Uh, but a period at the end of the other poll questions we've had so far.
6: Well, yeah, uh, let's see. I got two for you this hour. All right. uh, in terms of chemistry, mm. Draymond Green is good or bad? All right, let me play this because I, I heard this and I go, you
4: have, you, you have no self-awareness, do you, Draymond? Here's Draymond Green, the Warriors forward, talking about chemistry with the warriors
7: (laughs) last year we had an awful team as far as chemistry goes um it was pathetic but chemistry has been a strong suit here last year was horse (laughs) it was hard to come to work this year you see the joy you know on guys face when they come in the building you got guys like staying over two and three hours after just sitting around talking getting here two and three hours early just to be here you know it's like you start to see that and you're like okay this is a group that likes being together
4: Okay. Earth to Draymond. (laughs) Dude, you're the reason why chemistry was so bad. You know, when you punch your teammate before the start of the season, I'm going to guess there's going to be some aftershocks with that. You don't like being around Jordan Poole, right? You're the problem. You're the chemistry problem right now. And now you're going to tell everybody, hey, we had a chemistry problem. It was terrible. Yes, because of you. Oh, my goodness. And by the way, uh, James Harden speaking of chemistry, uh, he's coming in hot with the Clippers. He's the system. He's not part of a system. He's the system.
7: When I'm in a leash, I'm not
5: I'm just shooting the basketball every time. I'm in like I'm a I'm a like I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a, a a voice to where I can, hey coach, I see this. You know what you think about this? Then it's like oh, okay, like someone that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a you know my. I'm not a system player. I am a system. You know what I mean? So, um, somebody that that can have that dialogue with me and understand and, and, and move forward and figure out and make adjustments on the fly throughout the course of games is all I really care about. You know what I mean? It's not about me scoring a basketball, scoring 30, 34 points. I've done it already. So, um, that's what I meant by that.
4: Okay. The system doesn't work. We know that. We saw his system. Um I thought he played great basketball first half of the season. And I'll go back to what Doc Rivers said on the show that James Harden changed at the All-Star break. When he didn't make the All-Star team, then it was like, wait a minute, nobody's recognizing what I'm doing for this team. I'm sacrificing for this team. I'm leading the league in assists. Okay, why don't you want to do that? Why don't you want to be part of a team that's got Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey? you got a chance to do something. You're going to go out west, and then are you the system with the Clippers? Is it, is it Kawhi's team? Is it Paul George's team? Is Whose team? Oh, it's your team, and you just got there, and you're the system. Well, the system was fabulous in Houston. If you're just watching somebody score whenever they want to, but it didn't work, but now he's going to go to the Clippers. He's the system. He should say, look, whatever it takes to make this team a winner. That's what I want to do. You already have established Hall of Famers with Kawhi, Russ, and uh, Paul George. That, that's what you should say, not I'm the system. And that, you know, he, your growth was stunted somehow in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I was just kind of surprised that you go in with this attitude at his age. Like, there's a reason why he doesn't win. And he doesn't win in the postseason. The system doesn't work. His system doesn't work. Yes, Mark. And if you're James Harden, you've got
7: all the accolades you wanted, right? you got scoring titles. you got an MVP award. All the all-star teams, all NBA. And we talked about this yesterday about always being known as a champion. Like Oscar Robinson at the end of his career became a champion after all the stats and all of that. Don't you want to always be remembered as a champion now? And
4: I now- don't know if it matters, though, Marv. If you say I'm the system, does winning really matter? Because when you've been the system, you don't win. You're fascinating to watch. You know, you're a statistical anomaly, but you don't win. I don't know if he cares. I don't know how important winning is to players now. Certainly in basketball. It's just like I'm making $40 million, $50 million, so what? Who cares if I won a title or, hey, you're ranked 17th on the all-time list? I don't know if it matters to them. And with James Harden,
6: you were the perfect complement to Joel Embiid. Yeah, Eden. But according to Doc Rivers, everything changed once James Harden wasn't selected for the all-star team. Yes. Now, that can look selfish, but clearly something does matter to him more than just, what, I'm making 40, $50 million a year. You know, whether it's recognition or not, he he has some competitive spirit for sure. He's not just collecting a paycheck. He wants to be recognized as a great player. And if that's what it took to get that out of him again, that's probably a good thing. Okay.
4: Does he have a chance, a better chance at winning with the Clippers than he does with the Philadelphia 76ers? Because if winning is the most important thing, he would have
6: a better chance, I think, with the 76ers than the Clippers. So far, nobody else has, though. With Philadelphia, yeah, they had Jimmy Butler. They tossed him to the curb. They've, they've had a lot of good players run through that place. I so get, I granted, it's with different, you know, administrations, if you will. Yeah. But uh, so far, it doesn't seem like Philadelphia is really any closer to winning.
4: Well, which organizations more of a mess historically? Yeah. But what about currently? <laughs> <laughs> Even currently? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you all in on the Clippers? I don't know. Shoo. Yeah. So you're going to leave Philadelphia because you're going to go to the Clippers? That stability there?
7: Mm, Yeah. Yes, Mark. And this is his third time being Russell Westbrook's teammate. And you're 0-2 for with him as a teammate. And then you have Kawhi and Paul George. What happens in the playoffs? And if you want to be recognized as a champion, I don't know if he does or not. I don't know if he does. But you won't get the type of credit being a Clipper as you will being – a sixer where you'd be the second best player on the team as opposed to maybe the third or fourth best player on the Clippers.
4: But we saw him in the playoffs where he had a couple of games where he scored like 40. And then he had a couple of, you know, James Harden typical playoff games where he didn't do anything. Feels like he still wants to be that guy who can put up 40, 35 a night. Because if you were putting up 21 and 11, it seemed like he, he was playing great basketball and and he was being a leader now it just feels like all right i'm the system so tell that to your teammate how do you think those guys feel when they go wait james said what he's the system okay how do you think tyron lou feels wait what system are we...
6: james what system are we running tonight we're going to run the same one that i ran with uh, lebron those years ago that's <laughs> i'm going to run that same system it's yes. called the uh, Awesome Player System. Yes, they should
5: just call him System and bust his chops for as long as possible. And yeah, know,
6: that's going to go over that's well. That's going to have to be the
5: nickname yeah. if he called himself.
4: Hey, stop calling me. I, I am the System. You said
5: you're the System. No, no, you,
4: no, you your said
7: you're...
6: Yes,
4: Marvin. Kawhi's going to say, he said what?
7: <laughs>
6: and Russell Westbrook's going to be like, all right, so I'll just be on the bench, though, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. I'll just let you guys know how the... Yes, Todd.
5: Not to mention the whole Sixers thing versus Clippers and the road through the Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference has made it even much more difficult for Harden to get a ring.
4: Victor Wambayama, the first teenager with at least 38 points and 10 rebounds in a game since the guy he played against last night, Kevin Durant. (laughs) The third teenager since 1981 to have at least 38 points and 10 rebounds in a game. Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Also, Victor won by 38 points or the most ever by a French-born player. Do you guys have an idea of who, who has, I think, the all-time record for a French-born player in the NBA? Marvin?
7: It's going to be some Nicholas Batum? No. It's not Tony
4: Parker. No, no, Tony Parker. Rudy Gobert? No, not Rudy and the Gobert's. This one, I, I had no idea this guy scored this many points. He scored 41 in a game. Yes, Mark? Still playing? Uh, yeah. Damn, I'm lost. You have to get this. Like, this is where you I, – i I'm ready for bloop bloop.
7: Who do you – like, give me one hint besides he's French. It's
6: uh, Bilal Koulibaly. <laughs> mm,
4: it's fine. Uh, <laughs> he did it in 2022. I don't even know what team he plays on, okay? <laughs> I don't know what team he plays on, and i pretty pretty uh, up-to-date on the rank Frank uh, No. <laughs> it would be for Frank.
6: Fra- Frank Nicolina.
4: Evan Fournier. Uh, he had 41 God. points. Oh, yeah. I don't know who he plays for. I think he, r- he rides the bench for the Knicks right now, I think. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think he's on the Knicks. All right. Uh, Time to play the most must-win game of the weekend. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, we got theme music. Paulie's not here today, but uh, Todd, the most must-win.
5: I'm giving it to the Washington Huskies needing to win at USC. You got Michael Penix Jr. still very much right there in the Heisman race. USC's lost two of their last three, giving up 48-34, and in a win, giving up 49, Washington needs to go in there and take care of USC. All
6: right, Seton, most must-win game of the weekend. Most must-win game. I have the number seven Texas Longhorns hosting number 25 Kansas State.
8: Mm. Uh, You've
6: got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Texas, and K-State are all 4-1 in the Big 12. So if you're talking playoff hopes for Texas, Playoffs? this is a massive game. If you're talking conference title hopes, this is a massive. This is as must-winningest as a must-winningest <laughs> game gets for Texas this weekend. Marvin, maybe most must-win game of the weekend. They're not
7: talked about enough. I'm going with the Cowboys. They got to beat the Eagles. Hmm. They got to stay up, and they got to be to be considered a top-notch team in the NFC. They got to beat their NFC rivals.
4: All right. The most must win. I was going to say Washington, where they are in the rankings, but Todd already took that. Man, I get a sneaky suspicion USC wins this game. It's like they shouldn't. Kind of feels that way. I know. Calling it
5: or just sneaky suspicion? I'll call it. Okay. USC over Washington. Todd. Who called Kansas you, against Oklahoma last you, you week? Always get, Hello? You always get those weird feelings, Hello? and you're right. Who called
4: the, the Patriots against the Bills, Todd? Yeah, I know. You get these little goosebumps. I don't know what's going on with you. you, you goosebumps?
5: You, no, you get these little spider sense tingling or whatever, and you just know about these upsets.
4: That's just my acne on my face. Oh, is that what is it is? It, is it back?
5: <laughs> yeah, a little it bit. It brings you back haunting there's, memories. There's ointment for that. It's
4: you right. know, it's really hard to walk up to a girl when you have, like, you know, pimples, whiteheads. You're like, Hi. And they're going, ew, hi. Hi, how are you? Ew, hi. Hi, I'm Dan. Would you like to go to the sock hop? No. Why don't you get some Stridex or Clearasil, dude? Okay, thank you. That's rough. I know. It was. It was. God, there were so many pretty girls in high school. And I was a zero. <laughs> zero. Even when I, I had the opportunity with Jenny Banshee. I whiffed. I whiffed on that. Yes, Marv.
7: And when you when you're ready to ask a girl out and yeah. somebody says, Oh, what's the worst they could say? <laughs> no? I was like, Oh, they could say much worse. Yeah.
4: No, you creep. No,
6: you're ugly. They could laugh. Yeah. They could
4: yeah, there, yeah. there's a lot
6: of ways this could go sideways.
4: They, they could have said, uh, no, I don't go out with somebody who's 6'3", 148.
6: Okay. Fair. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well you can say and walk
5: away. Yeah. Hey,
6: I, yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. All right. I agree. It's the funniest thing now because like being an adult, you know none of this crap actually matters. And it is true. Like, yeah, dude, like just go ask somebody out or go try this or do whatever and trying to convince mm. your thirteen year old then trust me, none of this stuff actually matters. Yes. The important stuff is later just doesn't work. Do you realize that I prevented my daughters from going on
4: dates until they were 16, and they would tell their friends, you know, that you know, I was holding them back. And then they finally, years later, uh, now they're in their 20s, and they said, "Thank you for doing that, Dad, because we had an excuse why nobody was asking <laughs> us. <that>. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't date until we're 16, and then I was doing them a favor." I didn't know I was doing them a favor, but then they realized that. All right, here's my most must-win game of the weekend. The Dolphins against the Chiefs. We keep talking about the Dolphins. I want to see what you do. It's a neutral site. Granted, it's in Germany, but let's see Tyreek Hill. Let's see Tua, because I still think the most consistent, the constant in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. Now, you have different supporting players a different supporting cast. But when it comes, when it's all said and done, you look at all these teams and you go, I know exactly what that team is. It's Kansas City. It still is. And I want to see what that defense does against Tyreek Hill. We keep talking about Tua. Tyreek Hill getting 2,000 yards. The most must-win game of the weekend is the Dolphins getting two in Germany. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up on this Meet Friday. Mad Dog Russo will join us right after this.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of The Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an Internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the Internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized an already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, Well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
4: Widely considered to be the first heavy metal song ever recorded. And it was the Beatles who did it. I think they were worried that the Who would beat them to the punch and record a heavy metal song. And I think Paul McCartney wanted to have something that was ahead of the time with everybody else. And then, of course, led to Helter Skelter with Charlie Manson. Manson, when he was arrested, said, don't blame me, blame the Beatles. They wrote the song. Beatles music, the uh, theme today on the program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at Show. He's Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Mad Dog Sports Radio. Yes, he's still on the radio. Sirius XM. You can see him on uh, First Take as well. And uh, weekdays on MLB with some high heat. Mad Dog joins us now. Hi, Chris. How are Good you? Good
8: job with the Beatles. I didn't realize that story. Excellent on your part. Excellent job. Enjoy that. Why today, Beatles? Is there an anniversary I'm not aware of? What's going on?
4: The Beatles just had that song that came out uh, yesterday where it's called uh, Now and Then, where it was something that Paul or uh, John wrote in the uh, mid-70s, recorded it. Yoko gave it to Paul. Paul, all these years, has been trying to come up with something. And he got together with Ringo and George while he was still alive, and then they put out that song uh, that was yesterday. So
8: Wow, well, how about that? I yeah. didn't realize that. Good job on your part. Boy, yeah. how could you have a, The Ron Howard documentary on the Beatles is tremendous. I'm sure you saw that. It was great. He did a great job of it.
4: What did you think of Peter Jackson's documentary on the Beatles?
8: Uh, the one that was the 10 part one? Yeah. Is, is that- I got a little bored with it, I have to admit. You know, it was the same thing day after day after day. It was unique, the month of January, and then you see the concert there on the top of the roof. But I did get a little bored with it, I have to admit. I got a little bored with it. But, I mean, you can tell how brilliant they are. And, you know, they come so naturally, they can sit there and wake up after not sleeping. They can just show up at a thing, half in a bag, and they go out there, (laughs) and they put songs together. That's how great they were. They
4: they weren't half in the bag as much as the Rolling Stones were.
8: Oh, I agree. I completely agree with that. Uh, The Rolling Stones, you know, I didn't realize their first appearance on um, Sullivan was in June in 1964. And I think the Beatles was that previous... February, so it's pretty close. Yeah, that the Stones did the Ed Sullivan show three or four months Dan after the Beatles basically woke up America when they did. I want to hold your hand. When was that? I think February of 1964, if I'm not mistaken. I
4: think he's uh, Mad Dog Russo, and uh, you're still on the radio. I know that. Yes. I I wasn't rooting for the Diamondbacks until you said that you would retire if the Diamondbacks got to the World Series, and I thought, well, I don't want you to retire. But I I do want to see what you do if the Diamondbacks get to the World Series. Then you go to the World Series. You're in Arizona. How did the fans treat you when you got there?
8: You know, funny, I was in the center field bleachers uh, where the radio crew was. The high heat thing was on the field. The center field bleachers for the radio. So three days, you know, I'm on 4-7 to New York time, which is obviously about an hour before game time. That's, you know, 1-4. to And the game's at five oh three. So all the fans are low below me on that little ramp there in the center field bleachers. I would say eighty percent totally into it. Pictures, autographs, mad dog, don't retire. And then I would say twenty percent nasty. <laughs> Get out of here! What do you know about the baseball? Da, 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 da Retire already. So I would say about eight to eight of ten were good. Twenty percent were bad. Now remember, I took my I Northern Arizona, my kids in Northern Arizona, who plays at UConn on uh, Monday night. By the way, their opener, and he's the third assistant. So I bought oh, cool. them. I got five tickets Monday night to bring the coaches down. So that was sort of a little camouflage. How are they gonna boo me when I'm kissing my kid? Who I haven't seen since August. That's number one. i tell you, the guy who gets it is, is Tori Lavello. Yeah. He is, well, you know that better than anybody. He he understands entertainment. You know, he grew up on the set of All in the Family because his father was the executive producer of v which is a CBS show. So he grew up on the set of All in the Family, so he understands entertainment. So he got it the whole way through. And sort of Derek Corral, their CEO, some of the fans got a little nasty. That's part of the deal. You got to. Now, who thought I was going to retire anyway? You didn't think that for
4: playing Out Loud. I thought it would have been an unbelievable move, unbelievable yeah. if you walked away from your radio show. Which is that's is that where you made the guarantee? Yes, I did. Okay, so I thought. Now, granted, you're walking away from a lot of money, but that would have been ultimate in because we do this a lot. Oh, if that team wins, I'll walk to Philadelphia. Like. That local people like to do those things. If you said, no, this is my word, you're a man of integrity. Did you even think of how did it go over with your wife at home when you said, "Hun, I did something stupid?
8: Well, the one thing she didn't like was the bikini walk down Fifth <laughs> Avenue.
4: Okay, so Howard like, Stern wanted you to wear a
8: bikini. Uh, that, so that wasn't going to work. Mrs. Russo was not going to stand for that, and I can't blame her. Uh, you know, she's used to the nonsense. <laughs> um, I don't think she heard it. You know, the first thing that I was going to give up, Dan, was going to the UConn game on Monday night. Did you know that? No. That was the first thing I said. Here's if they win the two in Philly, six and seven, I won't go. I'm not going to work Monday. I won't go to UConn, Northern Arizona. And then I said, hold on now. uh, That's too painful. I got to be there for his first game. So then I threw in to retire. I could care less. <laughs> so in essence, I really probably should have shown the guts. You're a thousand percent correct. I probably should have done that. So I have to take the responsibility that I was too carefree about it. And if you want to call me mad fraud instead of mad fraud, <laughs> I, I, I have to live with it. I have to live with it. The funny thing is, you probably don't know this, is I wasn't going to the World Series. I was not going. When I did that, that was Tuesday. They win Tuesday night. I go do the first take on Wednesday morning. Did you know that baseball called me at 11 a.m.? Chris, you have to go to the World Series. How could you not go now? I couldn't go to the first two games. I said, okay, I'll maneuver. I got to get the radio out there. It's a lot of moving parts. You know, you got to make sure you have a set for the first take. I got to leave for four days. Plus, I did the Hall of Fame last night in New York seeing it, so I had to make sure I got back for that. Make a long story short, I said, oh, here's the deal. I'll go to the three games in Arizona, which is what I did.
4: He's Mad Dog Russo, and uh, you can uh, hear him in the afternoon, Sirius XM, also high heat and first take. Why is it we have a record book for Wilt Chamberlain and then everybody else, but we don't have a record book just for Babe Ruth and everybody else? Because Wilt, to me, is Babe Ruth of of basketball, but it feels like you know, because Wilt made his debut and had like 41 points and 40 rebounds in in his like second or third game in the NBA. But that Wilt's numbers don't matter, they're not like real. Why is that?
8: Uh, you know, I mean, I, it's a, a little different. I mean, I, the hundred points will stand up in history, you know, Dan. Everybody's gonna remember, everybody's gonna know who follows basketball Hershey PA against the Knicks. He scores 100 points. Now, there was a lot of things about that game. I know you know this. I don't know if our audiences do that are a little weird. You know, first off, did you know the Sixer, the Warriors at the time? You know, they fouled the Knicks in the last 10 minutes of the game, every five seconds to stop the clock, make the Knicks shoot the free throws so they can get Wilt the ball to get the 100. So that's, if that happened today, people would be screaming. I know I would, wouldn't like that. And the Knicks tried to throw the ball all over the place and play keep away so they wouldn't get fouled, and then they tried to foul Will a lot to make sure he missed some free throws, because the whole idea was the Knicks didn't want him to get to 100, and Philly did. The game was a blowout, so they fooled around the game a lot, and that's how. And he shot 28 of 32 from the line that night, which is pretty amazing in Hershey, Pennsylvania, in front of 4,000 people. But you're right, the Wilt numbers. Uh, what do you? What number do you think was more significant there for a period of time, Wilt's 100 or? Aaron or uh, Ruth seven
4: fourteen. I would say seven fourteen because that was over a career, whereas Wilt had that wonderful night. You know, Kobe had eighty one. Elgin Baylor had a big night. Like guys have had big nights. Babe seven fourteen was you know that was felt unapproachable. I mean, a hundred does, but I've asked players and they feel like in today's game shooting threes that if somebody, you know, really had one of those nights that you could come close. I mean, Kobe had 81, but that game was close with Toronto.
8: Last game of the year? Well, No, it wasn't the last game of the year. No, it wasn't the last game. That was the youth, the game against... Uh, Dallas? It, well, he we had a big game in his last game of the year. Oh, Utah. Utah. Yeah. Uh, he had a big game. Yeah, but now he didn't have... Yeah, but he had 50. He didn't have 81. No. Uh, Yes, I mean, I uh, I, you know, I could see somebody going out there making 23s, you know, something crazy like that, that's 60 points. I could and then, you know, make some free throws and everything else. But the game
4: uh, has to be close, though, yes, I think, to stay in the game.
8: The, the game does have to be close. I think the routes, it's tricky. I think the game has to be close. Um, you know, listen, Ruth, he had so many unbelievable numbers. I think all the numbers get obscured by the home runs. I mean, it's a 341 or 340 something lifetime hitter. You know, he hit the 60 homers that Maris surpassed. Uh, you know, his runs scored, his RBIs, his walks, his on base percentage. You can have a catalog and pitching of numbers. I think the two that stand out are the 60 and the 714. I mean, even I mean, even today, people know that Ruth who followed baseball. Now Judge broke it, Maris broke it, but they knew that Ruth was the first to hit. The magical number of 60. Uh, you know, Wilt's number, the one number you know is the 100. I, I think people know that he's averaged 50 a game in that same season. I think people know that. Don't you think most base basketball fans know that in 62 he averaged 50.2 points a game?
4: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think. I don't think anybody would be surprised that he averaged fifty. I
8: like he had oh, they, you know that they, they put two and two together. No,
4: I don't know if they go I think they know hundred points and Will Chamberlain and these numbers. Uh but he would put up big numbers against Bill Russell.
8: Oh, he sure did. He As a matter of fact, the game that you referred to there where he had forty one and that was the first game he had against Russell. Oh, he played great against Russell. No way. I didn't play great necessarily against him in the playoffs, but he played did you see the Chamberlain documentary on Showtime? Yeah. They did a great job at that. That was excellent. And the and the, they showed you all sorts of highlights as a player. They brought up the fact that he had the torn ACL, and he came back early in 1960. He heard it in 68, 69. He heard it the following year. He came back against the Knicks. And how about that tremendous scene they showed you at Kansas when they retired his number? And he's crying at mid-quarter, the halftime of a Kansas game, which I had never seen before. Have you seen that? No, I had not. I had never seen That was a CBS game. I don't remember that. That yep. was great. I know. I was voted at the half, crying how this game he took to his grave, and then he died eight months later.
4: When is it too soon to have – I don't like to say hot take, but Victor Wambayama is going to be one of the great players of all time. I agree. Okay. I, I know I we're only a couple – we're five games in, but I – and I, I don't deal with hyperbole or hot takes, but I'm just looking at this. The only thing that will prevent him from being one of the all-time greats will be injury.
8: His body. Yeah. His body. I, I saw the first two games, uh, parts of it when he was at home, they split. And you could just tell he's all over the place. I I had P.J. on about uh, last week, and I said, you know, one thing here, P.J., is I could see Pop not playing him that many games. And he, and P, and he said, you know, Pop will play him plenty of games, not any two. But he'll play him 75 games where he keep the minutes down. Yeah. So he won't, you know, he'll play him a lot of games where they keep the minutes down. But how about the game last night? He scores 38 points. He makes big baskets all over the place. He shoots threes. Now he's frail. He's frail. Um, you know, but uh, he's going to keep popping in the league for the next 10 years. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, and Pop loves it anyway, which is a great thing for the NBA. And you know they beat Phoenix twice. That's two good wins yeah. on the road against Phoenix. He scores 38 points. What do you have? 13 rebounds last night. Thank you. He was tell me. 38,
4: 38, 10. But you know, here's Pop who struggled the last couple of years, and he finds his next Tim Duncan. Whereas Bill Belichick has struggled. Good point. And he's trying to find a Victor bayama to keep right, his career going. Yeah.
8: Yeah, you got to find a quarterback. I mean, he found the player now. Pop with the draft pick with a lottery. That he can win some championships with, and and Belichick has not found a quarterback. Mac Jones. I'm not trying to kill him, but let's be fair. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. He has not found a Super Bowl quarterback after Brady. So one guy is going to go down in flames, and the other guy is going to have a tremendous, a, a, a tremendous sendoff. So it's it's amazing how it works. It tells you you got to have the players. You know, if you have the players, the great coach can do his thing. You don't have the players, I don't care who you are. The coach is gonna—he's gonna struggle. Belichick's won one, one playoff game without Brady in his career. With Testaverde, he beat the Patriots. One playoff game in an illustrious Hall of Fame kind of career. When you think about it,
4: I want to touch on your sport before we say goodbye. Bruce Bochy is one of the nicest people I've ever met in baseball, and probably was a Hall of Famer before he got this oh, win yep. with with the Rangers. But the Rangers played a different style of baseball they weren't it wasn't predicated on we're going to strike everybody out or we're going to you know hit home runs that it felt a little more of what baseball used to be i don't know if this is just a one off an aberration but did the rangers offensive strategy did they kind of stumble upon something here that might be imitated around the league
8: maybe more so arizona with their base with their base stealing and bunting yeah. and speed okay and athleticism. I mean, let's face it, Texas still hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, Seeger hit home runs. Simony hit two big home runs. You know, they still stay they still hit some home runs in this series. Is Seeger uh, a Hall of Famer? Yes. He's on his way. Well, not this second, but I mean, damn, he's a two time MVP, two different teams. Only Reggie can say that.
4: Yeah, but Reggie had a better resume. Seeger's yeah, got a I mean, thousand hits uh, but right, at that I mean, position.
8: Yeah, Seager's not a Hall of Famer this second if he retired tomorrow, but he puts another three, four years like this. He is a top-ten player in the sport. Okay, we brought
4: to... this up. Would you rather be Mike Trout or Corey Seager? Seager. Would you rather be Julian Edelman or Randy Moss?
8: Moss. I know Edelman's got the Super Bowls.
4: Okay. All right. I'm just curious about that. But
8: hey, You know, you're right. Edelman's got the Super Bowls, but Moss is the, has the greatness. Seager... Has both see Seeger and Shot have both? Because they're both probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Zetterman's not a Hall of Famer. No. So here's the point: Would you rather be a Hall of Famer without the rings or very good with the rings? Boy, that's a tough call.
4: Yeah, we, the, yeah. We debate. Would you rather be Eli or Dan Marino?
8: Both will make it Hall of Fame. But let's say Eli wasn't going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think you'd probably rather take the rings,
4: right? (laughs) Probably. Here's something for you you may not be aware of. When Wilt averaged 50, he averaged 25 rebounds. He didn't win the MVP. Who did? Bill Russell, named MVP, but he was named All-NBA Second Team. So Russell. Wow. <laughs> so they named Russell the MVP. And he was second and, team All NBA. And
8: Wilt was first team All NBA. I didn't know that. That's I don't know if count. anybody
4: has ever been MVP and not first team All NBA.
8: That is a great one. Wow. Yeah. You got into an interesting theme today. I'm going to use that myself on my show a little later on. Good job. All right. That's I do. Come on. I get don't,
4: don't make any stupid predictions. All right. Yeah, no more. That's For it. I've had For a while. For a while. Great to talk to you, dog. Really? Thank you, buddy. Mad Dog Russo, host of uh, Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM, and uh, he has high heat on MLB Network, and you'll see him occasionally on first tape. Always fun. Uh, let's see. How about we take a break? If you're watching on Peacock, I'm looking at, ooh, we got a fire going outside. I got the Traegers are opened up. And we have a feast of resistance. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Back after this.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything
4: we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything. uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized an already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store for Monday. By the way, Jaron Hall is scheduled to start for the Vikings at quarterback. He's the 8th rookie quarterback to start a game this season. Man, they are interchangeable parts at that position, and it uh, wasn't always that way. 60 quarterbacks have thrown a pass this season. What? Yes, we're halfway through the season. What? Okay, now, we have to do this. Paulie's not here, but he told me, you got to do most watchable, least least watchable game, and what's the lead story on Monday? So he's not here, but he goes, did you do it yet? I go, no. I'll do it now. What is the most watchable game this weekend, Fritzy?
5: I am going Cowboys Eagles as the most watchable
6: All game. All right. What about you, Seaton? I'm gonna go N. D. Clemson. I'm, i really want to watch that game. Okay. Dabo Sweeney. Hmm.
4: Wonder I I'm more interested in his radio show next week than I am the football game. And I think it's a nooner too. Yeah, it is a nooner. Uh Marvin. I'm gonna go Chiefs, Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that, too. I think there's there's a lot of interesting angles with that, and obviously two great teams. Yes, yes. yes. That's a preview of my Monday's headline today. Oh, okay. Okay, okay let's, before we get to that, least watchable game this weekend, Todd. Huh?
5: Three and five Colts at the one and six Panthers. <laughs> least watchable.
6: Okay. Seton O'Connor. I don't find myself all that interested in uh, Arizona-Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deshaun good. Watson not playing again? Not interested. Okay.
4: Marvin? Commanders at Patriots. Yeah, that one's wrong. Anybody good, the commanders got rid of. That's true. How many times will Sam Howell get uh, sacked? I guess that's... Uh, uh, the headline on Monday. What's the lead story on Monday, Todd?
5: I'm going with, let's be Frankfurt. Something's not right with the Chiefs.
6: <laughs> okay. Didn't know we were getting a headline out of it, but okay. See, no kind. That's Todd. Of course you are. Uh, my headline's similar. Did the Dolphins win or the Chiefs lose? Oh, okay. Marvin? Hurts
7: so good, Eagles dominate the Cowboys. Mmm. There's a Jalen Hurts.
4: That's why he did Hurts. Thank him. you. Yeah, 31-13. How about them Cowboys? Dallas beats Philly. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Dak is back. Yeah. Got a
5: score with it for us?
4: No. <laughs> It wasn't funny. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just say like 35-17. Uh, this date in sports history, uh, Wilt scored 72 in a uh, loss. Um, Sharunis Marshalonis and Alexander Volkov became the first Russians to play in an NBA regular season game. That was 1989. Kobe made his debut. He's uh, the youngest player ever at 18 years, two months, and 11 days. That's this day in sports history.
6: Final results of the poll question there, Seaton O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of them working right now, Danny. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have uh, who wins more oh. rings players. About 75%, they get the rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Kenny Pickett the right quarterback for Pittsburgh? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay. That's certainly the answer. All right. Anything else that needs to be mentioned? Um, what are ha- you doing this weekend? Anything fun? Mm, no. No, not going to. Uh, no, nowhere. No, no, no okay. shows. The right Road to no.
4: Well, maybe, maybe New York, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go celebrity sighting, watching.
7: Is, is Led Zeppelin
4: reuniting? No, no. Zeppelin only reunited for that was I don't know how many years ago, and then they made it into a double CD. But then
7: you would get invited and not go.
4: If they well they were playing in London at the O2 Arena.
7: So if they were doing it in New York
4: if they if you said Led Zeppelin is going to reunite Tuesday, I would be there I would go I would go see Led Zeppelin Robert Plant had not performed stairway to Heaven he just did it recently I think it was for a charity auction item and he hadn't done it for like 2016 years something like that but that would have been cool but yeah if Led Zeppelin gets back together what if it was a school night yeah Tuesday it was yeah I'd go Yeah, absolutely. Um, Go around the room what we learned on the program. Todd, let me start with you. What did you learn today? James
5: Harden is not a system player. He's a system in and of himself, but the system doesn't work.
4: Why are you yelling? Am I yelling? It feels like it.
5: I may be losing my hearing a little bit, I think. Really? Wearing these headphones all these years. My wife says the same thing. What are you screaming? I just said, pass the bread. No, you said, pass the bread, please. (laughs) So I think I'm having an issue.
4: Oh, my God. You're neurotic. I am a little (laughs) neurotic. You are. But, Went to the gastroenterologist but, you know, some, yesterday. Some t- you know, it's amazing. You're losing your hearing, but you seem to hear everything I say negative about you. <laughs>
5: when you go to the gastro- gastroenterologist's office, by the way, they have a nice poster of the different types of stool.
4: I guess you wanted to get that out.
5: I did. There's like nine different things. So you could figure out what's wrong. with Because I was
4: talking on. about, you know, your okay. ears and you wanted to go stool. I
5: think I either have an ear infection or I'm losing my hearing. Really
4: okay. Seton, what did you learn? Uh...
6: I don't know. You anyway. didn't learn anything? You, you know what? Christopher Maddog Russo said, good job out of you today. Yeah, I always appreciate that.
4: Good job out of you, Daddy. That's a good job out of you, Daddy. Marvin, how about you? What'd you learn today? Evan Fournier scored 41 points in an NBA game. Yeah, the most by a French-born player. Todd, what did I learn?
5: Dylan reminds us that November is horse betting season. <laughs> or month.
4: 40th running of Breeders' Cup World Championships at Santa Anita Park. What a beautiful place. Beautiful setting. November 3rd and 4th, catch all the action on NBC and USA. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for allowing us to do this every day and being a part of your life. We'll talk to you on Monday.
5: Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com slash status.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an Internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is